Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed in helping to draw near to God through reading God's Word and then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. Following his entry into Jerusalem, Jesus cleansed the temple and then began to teach the people daily in the temple. As we know, Jesus had enemies. But why? What had he done to merit such opposition? Today on Drawing Near, Jesus is confronted in the temple. Let's take our Bibles and turn to Luke chapter 20 as we study a temple confrontation. And as we get ready for today's study, let's pray together. Father in heaven, we give you thanks for this day and this opportunity to study your word. We thank you, Father, as we draw near toward the end of Luke's gospel, that you have taught us so much, exposed us to so much of your word. And I pray, Father, that we would review and study and grow in our knowledge of Jesus's life and what he began to do and to teach. Father, we thank you for his salvation, which he is about to die for. Father, help us to understand the gravity of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ and to put our faith in him and him alone. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. In Luke chapter 20, beginning in verse 1, we read these words. Now it happened on one of those days, as he taught the people in the temple and preached the gospel, that the chief priests and the scribes, together with the elders, confronted him and spoke to him, saying, Tell us by what authority you are doing these things, or who he is who gave you this authority. But he answered and said to them, I also will ask you one thing and answer me. The baptism of John, was it from heaven or from men? And they reasoned among themselves, saying, If we say from heaven, he will say, Why then did you not believe him? But if we say from men, all the people will stone us, for they are persuaded that John was a prophet. So they answered that they did not know where it was from. And Jesus said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. To understand a little bit of what's going on here, we need to know that Israel was full of religious leaders. They had Pharisees and scribes. They had rabbis who walked around and traveled and worked in the synagogues teaching disciples. They had priests. They had a high priest and his family. All of these individuals, along with Pharisees and Sadducees, the two opposing religious groups in Israel, all of these people were responsible for contributing to the religious instruction and the maintenance of Judaism in Israel. And so Jesus has traveled throughout Israel, and as he's traveled throughout Israel, he has primarily been confronted by Pharisees and those who follow the Pharisees, those younger Pharisees or those would-be Pharisees. From time to time, we see him challenged by scribes, who often are a part of the Pharisees, and we see him challenged by some priests. But now Jesus is in the temple. Jesus has come to Jerusalem, and this is where the high priest rules and reigns pretty much freely. He leads the Sanhedrin court. He controls the temple politics. When Jesus cleansed the temple, he literally affected prophets of the high priest, Jesus had enemies for a lot of reasons, but one of them was simply financial, another ego, envy. These individuals, although they were responsible for the religious training and the religious maintenance of Israel, were not very godly, at least many of them were not. 
and these confronted and opposed Jesus Christ. The very ones who should have known the prophecies, who should have been looking for the Messiah and recognizing him when his messenger came, John, and when he came, these were the ones who were opposing him. So in this passage, Jesus is in the temple teaching the people. He's not stirring up insurrection. He's not causing a problem. He's just teaching the people daily in the temple. And we're told that when the chief priests and the scribes saw this, together with the elders of Israel, they confronted him. They didn't just ask him a question. There was a confrontation. There was something in their tone and in their manner that was confrontational. And they asked Jesus a question. They demanded that Jesus would tell them by what authority he was doing these things, teaching in the temple, healing, doing all the things that he had done throughout his ministry, or who it is who gave you this authority. Now, we know the answer to these things. They should have known the answer as well. Jesus did these things by the authority of the Heavenly Father. It was the Heavenly Father who gave him this authority. He said, all authority is given unto me in heaven and on earth. That's what he tells us at the end of his ministry in Matthew chapter 28. Verse 3 says, But he answered and said to them, I also will ask you one thing and answer me. The baptism of John, was it from heaven or from men? Now, if you follow along in the Gospels, you'll understand that Jesus is never on the defensive. Whenever Jesus is challenged, whenever he is questioned, whenever he is opposed, Jesus always takes the lead. He turns the question back on the questioner, and he challenges them. He asks them a question, or he gives a parable, but he is never under their thumb or under their authority. He is God incarnate. He is King of kings and Lord of lords, and he leads out. He handles these discussions, these confrontations. In verse 5, we're told how these individuals would think, and it's interesting. In response to Jesus's challenge, they reasoned among themselves. They literally seem to go apart or they huddle up and they start talking to one another because it's like a riddle in their minds, I assume. And they reason among themselves saying, if we say from heaven, if we answer him that John's ministry was from heaven, he will say, then why did you not believe him? And they did not believe in John. But if we say his baptism was from men, all the people will stone us for they are persuaded that John was a prophet. So they answered that they did not know where it was from. They didn't give Jesus an answer. They said, we don't know. These are the religious leaders. They should know about John. They should know the prophecy of Malachi, which tells of John's coming, the messenger's coming. They should be able to answer about John. And when they do, then they have to identify that John pointed to Jesus and they weren't about to do this. So they would rather look ignorant, unaware, than answer this question and put themselves in a position to either authenticate or reject John's ministry. And Jesus said to them, neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. Now he's talking to some among the chief priests. He's talking to the elders. These are people in authority. These are people that when they speak to individuals on the street, they must respond. But Jesus, in the temple, in the midst of these people he's teaching, and we're not told how many, but probably there were many, he rejects their confrontation. He says, then I'm not going to answer you either. I'm not going to tell you by what authority I do these things. Now, the real question for me is, why doesn't he tell them? 
Does he not want them to know? Is it hidden from their eyes? Is he in turn being contradictory or confrontational in return to them? It may be that Jesus didn't answer them because it was time that everybody saw his works, heard his words, and responded based on faith in what they've already seen. Because the Spirit bore testimony to Christ, the Father bore testimony to Christ, his words and works bore testimony of him. So why did he need to answer them by what authority he did these things? They should have already known. And I don't think Jesus was going to play this game. I don't think Jesus was going to make this easy for them. There was an appointment coming. Jesus was going to die. There was a process by which that was all going to take place. The enemies of Jesus didn't know how that was going to happen yet, but Jesus did. And so he continues to do his work. He's respectful, but he's not being controlled. He has authority, and he exercises that authority. He spoke with that authority, and the people could see it. But all this did was to serve to make his enemies even more angry, even more vengeful. And these kinds of things led to the cross. And we need to say, praise the Lord, because through the cross, we have our salvation, the forgiveness of our sin. It is with his stripes that we are healed. It pleased God to bruise him because we have salvation in his name. Praise the Lord for this. As we study these words and as we look over the life of Christ, let's always remember Jesus isn't just moving haphazardly through life. He is always being led by the Spirit, always being guided by the Father. We need to follow that example as much as we are able. Father in heaven, thank you for your word. Thank you for these words. And I'm sorry that Jesus had enemies, but I am thankful, Father, for his crucifixion and the resulting salvation of so many because of what Jesus did in his death, burial, and resurrection. Thank you for the faith that we have that we can trust in Jesus Christ and what he did, and for the salvation, a salvation that leads us to be joint heirs with Jesus Christ and those who will rule and reign with Christ. We're so thankful for these truths, Father. Now guide us as we seek to live them out today in faithfulness, in holiness, in gratitude to you. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City based on the truth that if we will draw near to God, He will draw near to us.